and welcome to this episode of A Big Mouthful. It also happens to be the last episode of this year. I can't believe how quick this year has gone. I guess that's because we've all been so busy with trying to organise our lives and look after ourselves that time has just gone. I feel like a lot of people, I've been juggling a lot of things for quite a few months now and I think that's why it's been really difficult for me and I apologise for this but been really difficult for me to actually get episodes out on a regular basis. They have been coming but not within the time scale that I've wanted to so I'm sorry about that. And to be quite honest next year I think is going to be quite busy for me. I've got loads of things more so that I'm going to be juggling with, with work, with study, with stuff that's going on with the network and I just feel a little bit overwhelmed at time with it all. But then that's when I have to take a step back and practice my mindfulness and being present so that I look after myself so that I'm able to get on and do to the best as I can with all those areas that I want to be able to. But it's all exciting stuff that's coming up for me next year. And I hope there's lots of nice things and nice exciting things and positive changes for all of you folk as well. So yes, two years. This podcast has been going for two years now. Wow, that seems amazing. And I'm just really so pleased to the amount of people that have listened in to the countries around the world that it actually goes out to. It's just mind-boggling the amount of people that listen. So thank you so very much for all your subscriptions to the podcast and for listening in and hopefully getting something out of these episodes. And I look forward to 2022 being able to bring you more hopefully valid really interesting content so christmas is upon us yet again and again a really strange time for so many of us covid is still around new variations are with us people have lost more loved ones people have found themselves in strange situations being in isolation It's been a testing and trying time, but in amongst all of that as well, there's been some good times. And I hope we're able to sit back, reflect and think about what we have achieved for ourselves, given everything that's been going on this year. So to look at how to look after ourselves this year, we've got that amazing, fabulous, wonderful Dr. Helen Bolas talking with us again about how to look after ourselves at Christmas. <laughs> Helen, thank you so much for coming and joining us for our Christmas special. <laughs> I couldn't miss the Christmas special. It's really good to be talking to you again. And you. So let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about how, what we need to do to look after our mental health during Christmas. It's a strange time, isn't it? It's a time where there's lots of happiness around, but people feel quite dissociated from that sometimes as well for lots of reasons so it's important to care for ourselves be kind to ourselves look after ourselves any suggestions please oh lots I, I, I guess just to take up on your, your point it is really important to look after ourselves um, because it's not a given that Christmas is a time of joy and merriment for us all yeah and however we're feeling at Christmas is valid and it's okay and we still need to be gentle and patient with ourselves things don't suddenly get better because it's christmas time 
and oftentimes um just as you were saying that that discrepancy that difference between our expectation of how things should be things should be perfect and um candle lit and warm and yeah. cozy and everything that's good life is very rarely like that and when it is it's for very small periods of time yeah. um, so we need to go gently with ourselves and i guess before this conversation i think um the conversations i've been having with people about christmas time and particularly now while we're living through covid is about mm. how people come together yep. at christmas it's often a time we spend more time with friends or there's an expectation that we spend time with family or stay with them and that can bring up a lot yes for folk or want to avoid family but feel that they can't because it's christmas yeah absolutely when when kind of says that combination of kind of almost cultural expectations about what christmas should be yeah and family traditions and expectations we can feel like we're we're really constrained and that we don't have much choice about what we say yes to and no to when in fact they're just any other days this festive time and if we wouldn't um, put up with certain things at another time of year then we really need to be gently questioning why we put ourselves in that situation at Christmas yep. and thinking about what would help us most because we know when we step back into family life as adults that we can unwittingly walk into these scripts that are really familiar in family life so I know for me there's a strong pull to be to be about 13 or 14 <laughs> yes. slightly stroppy <laughs> to overreact to my brother's attempted humor <laughs> um and i can laugh about it now but it's a it's a powerful effect that affects us all that we can find ourselves acting thinking feeling in ways that were more typical of the time that we lived in the yeah. family unit. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of that as well. Like you go into that, you, you go over the family threshold, and all of a sudden you sit in the chair that you used to sit in when you were that mm -hmm. stroppy teenager, and you find yourself fighting against that, but going with it, and it just feels. Then you've got to think. Oh, I've got to keep the peace, and just go with the flow of it. And it feels really strange, doesn't it? And you, you do have those squabbles and all the rest of it. Yeah, because because that's a dynamic that it's not universal it won't always happen yeah it's a very common thing to happen yeah. and if it's happening to us it might be happening for other family members too and if we're we look back on past family occasions and tell ourselves ask question ourselves how come i ended up acting in this way then it's one of those situations where a bit of planning ahead yeah. can really help so if you know the dance that you get into the, with the family, that conversation that always comes up, that wrangle that's really familiar, actually thinking ahead how you would like to manage that can really help. Thinking about um, what you want to engage with, what you'd prefer to say, how you'd like to ask that question diff differently or respond um, more thoughtfully actually can really help. So we know that kind of when we make plans and practice we're much more likely to to carry them through mm. um so a bit of preparation 
can be helpful if we're in that position of fearing or dreading going back into that family dance. It's almost like doing a rehearsal in your brain, isn't it, as to what you're going to do given a situation and how to respond to it. Yeah, and we'll probably do that in lots of other situations in our life. So we might do that at work or um, with a club or a group that we're involved in. Um, But we often miss that step when we think of being who we want to be now as adults um, in our families. And I think in amongst all of that, which is all important stuff to remember... There's the other side of things where it's so easy to be couch potato, <laughs> to drink too much, to eat too much, because we get told, well, that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? To be overindulged. But I suppose, you know, one day out of 365 isn't too bad. Well, most of us will do it. Um, but it's if it goes on a little bit too longer than that, because it's important to be active, to get out, to get some fresh mm. air, to not be so much of a glutton but to have something lighter the next day so we don't feel so saturated with carbs and go into that carb coma that's really important isn't it because it can feel like you step on a treadmill of eating and drinking and so much of you socializing around the festive time relies on kind of those rituals of eating and drinking too it can feel like you're trapped but trying to find some balance that works for you is absolutely a a good thing to to strive for um because we know that overeating and over drinking um really has a significant effect on our physical well-being in the short term and by extension our mental well-being too so but it's delicious isn't it to have a a little bit of couch potatoing (laughs) not having to do yeah um but it's perhaps wise to think of other things, have plans that are a bit more active yep. or social engagements that aren't involving the pub and drinking or a massive meal uh, to break it up. Yeah. Um, particularly if we can be active, that's such an important thing to keep going year round in terms of buffering and working towards better mental health. So being physically active is the best antidepressant on the planet and I guess at Christmas time we might be lucky with some calm cold weather I know tonight um, just as I was finishing up work we were really treated to a beautiful burnt orange and yellow sky it was superb wasn't it yeah it was just stunning and um, just finding time to really be in those moments yes. and appreciate them yeah. can really be helpful. I, mean, I, I know for me, I mean, I just love starting off the day, going down to the beach and having a nice long walk. And the rougher, the colder, the windier is, the better for me with the, the waves crashing. I just think that's a fantastic way to start the day. And, I mean, we're lucky living by the coast, but you know, for other people that aren't, I mean, there's, there's still places that you can go to to get that peace and to get that being present isn't there so you can actually get out and do something rather than just be within that in that environment and I think that's really important as well just thinking about it for people that are maybe in situations where they feel stuck and they can't escape from from Mm -hmm. houses or homes or people that they're with 
and maybe they're in a situation where they're not fully appreciated and there could be some I don't know some some domestic issues going on within that household and it's very uncomfortable rather than stay there for the duration to make time like you were saying earlier to plan things for yourself to be able to get out to meet up with people to go for walks or something is such a life-saving thing to do isn't it Mm. and there's almost permission around that kind of with traditions around kind of this festive period that kind of people go a bit off script do Mm. things that they don't normally do so you see kind of families walking or friends walking people are, are much more about there's this sense of um there's permission to do something slightly different yeah with your day there'll be lots of us who are in less than ideal situations over christmas yes but finding something that feels good for us in that period is is really important whether it's um finding time to read that book or putting on that hand cream that you've had in the back of the drawer they they don't need to be big things they can be small kindnesses and acts of self-care that really help um that patient gentleness with ourselves is what we need and when we can um plan and reach out to people who understand people that can listen whether that's friends on the end of a phone or a video call or whether it's getting in touch with organizations that are out there to be a support to all of us um so listening services like the samaritans um just to connect and share with how you are so it's christmas that doesn't mean that we need to be happy and joyous it means we are how we are at that time and that's okay but we need to work at keeping ourselves safe and well just like any other day and perhaps perhaps that we need to um plan a little more um because some of the things that we've talked about um already feel predictable yeah absolutely and i i think in amongst all of that as well it's it's making sure that we do know how to remove ourselves from situations where we don't feel comfortable in i mean there's going to be a lot of people as well who want to fling themselves straight 100 percent into party mode which is great but if mm-hmm. you're going to do that make sure you look after yourself as well so you don't go too far the other way and feel that you can't put the brakes on mm-hmm. um but you know for a lot of people make sure that you have got that plan isn't it it's make sure you do know who to contact to talk to when you feel that you need to and I suppose there's also don't force yourself to be in a situation where you don't feel comfortable. If it doesn't feel right, you don't have to please anybody at the end of the day. If it's going to make things really uncomfortable for you, don't do it. I know that's not easy at Christmas, but if it's going to make you feel really, really uncomfortable, don't. You've got to put yourself first in some situations. Yeah, you do. And an extension of that is that you don't have to justify to other people the decisions that you make that are about looking after yourself. And it might be that you choose to and that that's helpful to recruit their support for them to understand. Yeah. Um, But you don't have to. When I was thinking about our conversation and thinking about 
um, people that be listening, it struck me kind of what a privileged position I have in that my wrangle going back to my family is about trying to assert an identity as an adult <laughs> and not fall back into being 13 or 14, mm-hmm. which I'm actually quite good at. Um, uh, but it struck me that for other people, there's an active renegotiation of who they are now versus who they were at the time they were in connection with that group of people or those family members. And that's a very different struggle mm-hmm. um, that that, st- that needs thought about, engaged with, supported by people around you. And that's about reaching out, isn't it? To let people know where you're going, what you're going to be doing, and to have someone available if you need them to talk to, to talk that through with them, either after or if need be in the middle of being in that situation so that you know that you've got somebody to go to if need be. I think so. And I think it's about getting in touch with boundaries that feel right for you Yeah. too and thinking how to how to set those out or how to protect them. But I think that's always a hard one to negotiate with yourself because you're in a situation where there is that expectation, I'm guessing, <laughs> to be and it's hard to negotiate with yourself a boundary or a limit as to where you're going to go because you can get caught up in that emotional tangle of Mm. expectation can't you and it's like being netted and you have to go along with it sometimes and it's so hard to step back from that it's really hard um doing things differently yeah kind of is really hard i'm reminded of a couple of conversations i've had with people so coming up to christmas time that often kind of this festive period and whatever the celebrations look like often comes into our work in supporting people um with working towards better mental health and i'm reminded of two people and um one person's plan is around um limiting the time they'll spend with a specific group of people so they think they can spend about 60 to 90 minutes and they've told everyone that they're just going to pop in and that's what's what's happening and actually that's felt really like a very strong position they've adopted yep to to dip in and out rather than to feel trapped that's a very good idea that yeah i i I need to pinch that myself i think (laughs) um, setting that that boundary beforehand yeah no it's good isn't it because you've set the scene so there's the expectation from the people that you're going to that you're only going to be there for a short time so you know that you can go if need be I suppose you could extend that if things are going okay, but at least you don't have to say, oh, I'm going in a minute because people are already expecting you to be able to be going in a minute, as it were. Yeah. That's a good one. And then a conversation outside of work is another one that I want to pinch. Um, So someone was outlining just that dynamic that we've been talking about, about feeling like you step into a script and that you're hurt or wounded and you act in the same way as you always have done and no one can kind of break free and they've been doing some planning and thinking and um just i love their phrase that they've got in their back pocket should they need it 
And it's something like, when you said X, I know your intention wasn't to hurt me, but it did hurt. So I'd like you not to say that again. And I know now if you do say it again, now you know it hurts me, that your intention would have been to hurt me. And I just thought that was really a beautifully direct request for what they need Absolutely. from someone yeah. and they're letting them know the impact. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one I'd like to keep in my back pocket too for that boundary setting. It's very powerful as well, isn't it? And what I really liked about it is I could imagine being on the receiving end of that and being challenged by it but um, being invited to stay in a good relationship with that person and work at it, yeah. it didn't wouldn't invite me to kind of uh, go self-flagellate and be kind of really expansively sorry, but I could express that and we could move forward together. Because I guess this period could be a time for reasserting ourselves, setting boundaries, but it doesn't have to be either. When we're learning to look after ourselves, it is about doing just that. It's about picking a time that's right for us and working at that gentle patience and generosity towards ourselves to take care and attend to what we need right then. And if you can neck a mince pie or two, that's always good. I was thinking of trying to come back with something very profound there about self-compassion, but the mince pie will do. (laughs) (laughs) That was my intrusive mince pie thought that happens in this season. Helen, thank you so very much for this conversation. And I hope people that are listening get something from that. I think what I'd like to say to say goodbye is that this conversation with you in the uh, tonight and in the lead up to talking has really helped cement to me the idea that we kind of need to keep Christmas real. Yeah. Christmas isn't a fantasy. But there can be good stuff. There can be tough stuff too. And we need to work at finding that balance so that we can look after ourselves. To, we're in a position to get the good stuff when it's available, when we can but to roll with the tough stuff, with kindness, with patience, and with the generosity we'd show to other people who were struggling around us. Um, And I'd like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and festive season in whatever shape that comes. Helen, thank you so very much. You are such a star. Now can I have those Joe 90 glasses so I know your brain inside out, please? (laughs) just because I'm a mince pie pusher I know it <laughs> I don't know what that makes me <laughs> so, that, that, that's, that's lovely thank you very much and, and a very happy Christmas to you too thank you right back at you There you go, folks, the last episode of 2021. I hope a lot of that makes sense to you, and I hope you will be able to take something from it. More importantly, I hope you look after yourselves. Please don't forget to email me, follow me on Twitter, on 
Instagram and get in touch. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how you're coping. I want to hear how you're managing. And I want to hear about what you would like to hear on any one of these episodes. Maybe even be a guest. Get in touch. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Tell me what your ideas are and let's make that a reality. In the meantime, please look after yourselves and I hope your Christmas is exactly how you want it to be. Reach out, be kind, share love and stay safe. See you in 2022. Bye bye.